Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Just go ahead, take a quick second as you're listening to this and hit that subscribe button. Also, I'm on YouTube, so just go to YouTube and search DeHuff Uncensored. You can also watch these episodes as well, and then go ahead and share it with your friends. All right, today we're we're going into a a supernatural conversation. It's going to be weird, I've got to be honest with you, but it's interesting to me. So I'm going to give you all the facts as I've found them, and then at the end, you and I are both going to give our thoughts on this because mm, I could go either way on this, but let's see. Maybe I'll change my mind by the end of this episode, and I do want to give some credit, uh, some unofficial producer credit to Mr. Ballin. He's uh, he's a, a podcaster. I stole some of this information from him. I did verify it. He does a great job of telling a story, so I did uh, take some of that, as well as uh, one of the Supernatural podcasts. I believe it's called Supernatural by Parcast. Also did an episode on this. But obviously, they're very informative, and I like to take a just, not not to bag on these guys, but it's just like I like to give a realistic perspective, give you the information, and then I'm just going to be reacting to it, just as you are uh, as well. All right, so what is Skinwalker? The Skinwalker Ranch. But Skinwalker is the name taken from the Skinwalker of Navajo legend concerning vengeful shamans. Okay, sounds kind of creepy. I got to be honest. So there's a 500-acre ranch in northeastern Utah. They call it the Skinwalker Ranch. In 1934, it was the land was purchased and was owned for 60 years by Kenneth and Edith, Kenneth and Edith, Edith, what the hell, <laughs> Myers. Then they just abandoned the property, and then in 1994, shortly after they abandoned the property, Terry and Gwen Sherman purchased the property, okay? And that's kind of where the story begins. So in 1994, the Shermans bought it, like I said. They got it really cheap. When they bought the place, they noticed that every window had a deadbolt on it. Every single window. Think about your house right now. Do you have deadbolts on them? You might have locks, but do you also have deadbolts on them? I don't. They also noticed every single door has locks on them, both on the inside and the outside of the doors. Okay? Really, really weird. And that's like inside the house. So if you're going from you know, to your pantry, that has a deadbolt on it. Everywhere has a deadbolt on it. Really freaking weird. Unless you're a serial killer, then I got to be honest, very convenient. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a, a weird red flag that they just didn't notice when they, they went in there, when they bought this place. Didn't even think, like, why is there fucking deadbolts everywhere, including the windows? Don't know. Well, they're going to find out soon enough. Don't you worry. So the day they move in to the Skinwalker Ranch, they have friends and family helping out. Terry, again, the owner, Terry and Gwen, get to know those names. Terry is looking out towards the tree line. And he notices a giant fucking wolf. He says like six feet long. But you got to be honest, guys. He's a guy. So that six feet could actually be four feet long. I'm just saying, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. And guys, deep down, you know what I'm talking about too. Okay? Okay? Sometimes I say it's six feet. 
but it could be four feet. Okay, it's cold outside. I don't know. Anyway, so the wolf starts heading towards Terry and the others. Like it's like just walking slowly towards them. But nobody is getting the sense of fear from the wolf. Like for whatever reason, they're like, ah, it's just a wolf coming towards us. No big deal. It's kind of like a little puppy dog. In their mind, they, they just get this overwhelming sense of there's no need to worry. In fact, the wolf allegedly comes right up to Terry's dad. Again, he's helping out with the move. And Terry's dad starts fucking petting the wolf. The wolf is like chill, like it's a, like a normal like lap dog. Like it's a little fucking chihuahua, only not barking. So the dude's petting it, which I got to be honest, is pretty badass. And then all of a sudden, the wolf calmly walks away towards the pen because they have cattle on, on the ranch. They got cows and they got little calves, okay? And then one of the calves, its head is sticking out of the pen. And the wolf notices this and all of a sudden goes from calm to legit predator and bolts over and immediately puts his mouth around the head of the calf. So the calf's head is in the wolf's mouth. And it's trying to pull the calf out. But he can't because it's, you know, getting blocked up by the pin. Terry pulls out his gun and starts shooting at the wolf. Allegedly, he hits the wolf and it does nothing. They run over and start beating on it to let the calf go. They, uh, I guess they had an axe so it must have been like an axe slash sledgehammer. I have one of those. They're fucking awesome. And, and they were allegedly beating on the wolf with the blunt end, the hammer side end of this axe. And it does nothing. I got to be honest. I kind of bugs me that I'm, if I'm trying to save an animal from another animal, I'm not going to be using the blunt end. I'm going to be chopping the shit out of it using the axe end. So that kind of bothers me with this story. But... Let's continue. That's just me being a, a dick, okay? It's like the wolf doesn't even know they're there. Like, all oh, these little fucking flies are on me. But eventually, what happens is the wolf gives up on trying to pull the calf out of the pen and just, out of boredom, decides to walk off and go into the woods. Doesn't even give a shit. Just walks calmly. But what was interesting is after... The wolf walked away. Terry and his family and his friends, they noticed a nasty chemical smell in the air as soon as the wolf left. This is like, it's, it's almost like a mechanical burn, chemical weird smell in the air. Couldn't really define it. They just knew it was just like this nasty stank. So Terry and his son decided to go track the wolf. They're like, this is fucking weird. We don't, want, we don't need this nasty wolf that dad apparently thinks it's okay to pet wandering around and attacking our livestock. So they go and track the wolf into the woods. They see the prince. They're tracking the prince. But all of a sudden, they get into the tree line and the prince just disappeared. But they shouldn't have disappeared because it's like soft ground and there is no reason that print shouldn't continue. It's like it just up and vanished. Okay. About a week after moving in, 
Terry's wife, Gwen, decided to go to the store, get some groceries. She came home. She took the groceries out of their bags and put everything away. What you would naturally do when you get home after, you know, getting groceries, you put shit away. She leaves the room to go do something, and she comes back, and apparently all the groceries were back in the bag. So she puts the groceries away, and then all of a sudden leaves the room, comes back, and then everything's back in their bags. Trippy as fuck. Later that day, Gwen decides to take a shower. Prior to this, she sent out her towel. Then she's done with her shower, goes to reach for the towel, towel's missing. It's not there. She has to run and get another towel that is somewhere in the bathroom area. So she's like, that's fucking weird. She later finds that towel that she had set out to use at the other side of the house, the other side of the ranch, in some random closet. Hanging up, just randomly there. Couldn't explain it. Okay? So there's that. So her husband, Terry, ends up noticing that one night that there's just lights at the other side of the property. And he's thinking to himself, those must be like cars going the wrong way and they're, they're gonna, you know, they're lost and they're going the wrong direction down the road or some shit like that. Because he's like, there, there shouldn't be lights over there. Then he thought, as, as he sees more and more of these, as the nights go on, he's like, maybe it's people actually illegally hunting. So he's like, fuck, I, I don't need that shit going on. So Terry goes after him. He goes towards the lights. As he gets closer, he realizes the lights are there, but I'm not hearing shit. And he gets closer and closer. Still no noise. Then, as if the lights, whatever the lights were, noticed him, they start backing away from Terry. Terry picks up his pace, starts getting closer and closer. Then all of a sudden, the lights go up in the air and they vanish. Okay? So now it's winter time. They lose a cow. There's a stray cow. They see the footprints, and, it, and, and apparently the, the, prints, the footprints go into the tree line. Naturally, they, they got to go track down their, their calf or cow, whatever it was. They start following it like they did with the wolf, you know, tracking the prints. And just like the wolf, the prints just disappear. This happened throughout their winter in 1994 into 95, four times. Four times. Now, here's what's interesting. These cows would eventually be found, but in random places around the property, which I guess isn't really that unheard of. Cows wander. Okay? They like to go fucking graze and do weird shit. I don't know what the fuck cows do. Hang out, talk shit about other cows. I don't know. I don't know. They eat shit. And then they shit. Okay? That's all I know what cows do. But, allegedly, according to Terry and Gwen, when they found these cows again, they allegedly had markings on them like a surgery had been performed on them. 
So Terry's like freaking out. Okay. He's just a rancher. He doesn't want to be dealing with this shit. He just wants to do his rancher shit. And that's it. And live life with his wife. So he starts being paranoid about checking the property on a nightly basis. I'm sure you got your routine every night. You go and check all the doors and the windows, make sure everything's is locked up. Well, he's doing that, but he's also checking the property. He's going around. The gates are all closed like they should be. There's nothing weird going on. So he's doing that, and he's obsessed with it. And one night, he sees something moving in the tree line, a giant, like, Mass is what he originally describes it as. But it was hovering about 20 feet, almost like a ship, according to Terry. It has a light, and it looks as if it's looking for something, kind of scanning the area. Terry's back. I, don't, I think I want to say he's like 100 yards away. He's being very cautious, very quiet. He's down looking about on onto this and, and, and just really taking note of what the fuck am I looking at? Then he barely brushes up against like a, a little bush. Hardly any sort of noise, according to Terry. Whatever this mass is, it uh, allegedly noticed, and you could see the light shine towards Terry. Waited a few seconds, then all of a sudden, boom, vanishes. Freaks the shit out of Terry. And I'm sorry, if that happens to me, I'm moving. If I saw that, I think I would move. Sure, the wolf thing would scare the shit out of me if I saw a fucking wolf. If, if, if my friends or family member starts petting a wolf, I'm like, that's kind of fucking cool, but stupid. But this, the scene, a, a, a ship, allegedly, that, that's kind of fucking weird. And, and it would get to the point where I'm like, okay, we really need to start thinking about moving. But they didn't. In the spring of 1995, they started to notice these expressionless, humanoid-like beings walking around the property at night. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> it's expressionless, humanoid-like beings walking around their property. Like I just said, it's time to move. You see this shit, you're moving. But they didn't. They start seeing these creatures walking around at night, and apparently these creatures would walk up to their windows as Terry and Gwen were inside their fortress because they got deadbolts on everything, and these creatures would allegedly walk up to the windows of the house, put their hands up on the window, and shove their head up to the window. But what was really fucking disturbing is allegedly they don't have a face they could hear them communicating but they have no idea what their what the language is and they couldn't understand it obviously scares the shit out of them happens all too often and apparently these these humanoid like creatures are like kind of dark colored okay so one night terry is sitting on the porch with his gun which, by the way, if this shit's happening, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'd be freaked the fuck out. If I'm, but here's the thing. If you're that freaked out, why the fuck are you there? 
if you see humanoid-like creatures wandering around your property and peeking their fucking faceless heads in your window, why are you there? It's not going to end well, you would think. So one night he's sitting on the porch, like I said, with his gun, and he sees a new orange light off in the distance, off towards the horizon. It's at night, so it's not like it's the sun. He said it looked like an oval-type portal. And in the middle of this portal, he could see like a blue sky, almost as if he was looking into another dimension, another world. And as he's looking at it, he sees a black figure crawl out of the portal. So if this is indeed a portal, it's things from another dimension coming through. Scared the shit out of him. After this, immediately after he sees this portal and this figure come out, they start seeing blue orbs everywhere. And when... And whenever these blue orbs are near anybody, they get this overwhelming sense of anxiety and fear, and they can't, they just don't feel comfortable and they they're scared. But as soon as the orb leaves, it goes away. And one night an orb is close by, and Terry's just like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Let's see what happens. Release the hounds! So he lets his dogs go chase the, the fucking orbs. Orb retreats. Terry's like, fuck yeah, dude. Don't mess with my dogs. They're going to get you. So the orb goes into the woods. The dogs pursue the orb. Then all of a sudden, the worst thing you could hear, the dogs cry out, and yelp. The dogs didn't come back. Terry didn't pursue the dogs. He didn't know what to do other than, oh shit, let's go inside. Goes to bed, wakes up the ne next morning when there's light. Goes to see where the dogs went in. As he goes in towards the woods where the footprints were leading, he finds, he had three dogs, he finds three piles of ashes. According to Terry, those were his dogs. That's where their footprints ended, is right at the pile of ashes. Horrible. Assuming that's true, that's horrible. Horrible. Eventually, Terry's just like, you know what, fuck this shit. We can't keep dealing with this garbage so he puts the ranch up for sale he tells a local news outlet about what's been happening at the ranch too because he's just like maybe somebody else has had some experiences and they and they could help help us figure out what the hell's going on so a billionaire named robert bigelow sees this article about the ranch the skinwalker ranch he's big time into paranormal activity and wants to study this shit. And what better place to do it than at Skinwalker Ranch based on these, these stories. So Robert Bigelow, again, a billionaire, 
He's a billionaire. Decides to buy it. So he does. But Terry, as much as he despises this place and this place freaks him out, Terry, oddly enough, offers to stay as the ranch manager to kind of help out around the place and then to give insight of, uh, to things that were happening. So now Robert is part of the National Institute for Discovery Science, otherwise known as NIDS or NIDS. So NIDS begins testing. Not much shit happened in a year. They saw some lights, but they did conclude the fact that they didn't feel like that Gwen and Terry were making their shit up. Despite the fact that they didn't have a lot of evidence, they didn't think that it was all in their heads. Then one day, Terry and Gwen were tagging cattle. Again, Nids is still on the property. Terry and Gwen are helping out. About 40 minutes into the process of, of tagging their cattle, they hear one of the dogs growling. And they rush over to the other side of the pen, kind of where they, they began. And they see one of the cows they tagged earlier. But the cow was allegedly dissected in its ear where the tag was had been removed. When the NIDS veterinarian came over, they said, that the cut looked surgical. And by the way, according to multiple witnesses, no blood anywhere. Okay? I don't know how you explain that. All the dogs were cowering, looking towards the tree line as, as they discover this. Then Terry said he saw a wolf-like humanoid in the tree line. He said it almost like it was perched up in, in, in the tree. So Terry, fed up with this shit, now he has a dead cow, takes aim with his rifle and starts shooting at it. Apparently doesn't hit it, or if he did, it didn't do anything. And the, the thing runs off. The NIDS team did witness this, and they ran after it, but they couldn't find it. They did notice that chemical, weird, metallic smell, whatever the stank was that Terry and Gwen experienced the, the first time they encountered that wolf. They, they smelled it. That was it. And then basically ever since then, there's been minimal experiences happening. Now what's interesting is the Skinwalker Ranch has been a part of a lot of TV shows. Lost Tapes back in 2009, where they did a fictional portrayal of the ranch. Joe Rogan questions everything. I don't remember that show. That would have been good to watch. And it was uh, Skinwalker Ranch is shown in episode five. Skinwalker Ranch, it's a, it's a movie, movie loosely based on the encounters that happened at the ranch. Hunt for skin, the Skinwalker in 2018. That's a documentary following the history of claimed phenomena at the ranch, including testimonial from the locals and friends, as well as the, uh, the Shermans. Portals to Hell is a TV show that, that you know, focused on that 
Project Blue Book featured a, an episode on that. Ancient Aliens. Everybody knows Ancient Aliens is based on fact. Maybe. Allegedly. Obviously, if, if you're into the History Channel, which I haven't watched the History, History Channel in a while, but since uh, 2020, they've had The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. It's a TV show. The current owner, as of 2016 to right now, is Brandon Fugel. And he is the one spearheading that TV show and allowing people to come in there. And I have not seen an episode of this. And I got to be honest, I haven't seen really any good evidence of UFOs or anything like that in general. But it is interesting that they're out there and they're doing a TV show. So coming up, we're going to put a bow on this and we're going to go through it and figure out, is this real or is this bullshit? But first, everybody knows Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. They're amazing. Everybody knows Total Beverage has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. But did you know they deliver? They do. Did you know they have curbside pickup available as well? They do. They also do online wine education classes. So stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. Or you can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Again, that's TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Want to book a party during football season? There are 18,000 reasons to pick the Blake Street Tavern. That's how many square feet we have on the corner of Park and Blake. 18,000 square feet, three bars, and a beer garden with a 6 by 10 foot TV. And our food and underground social games when we're voted the best in town by Westward Magazine. If only the men of Orange's quarterbacks checked that many boxes. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. All right. So putting a bow on Skinwalker Ranch, those are a lot of intriguing stories. And if let's just say those are true. If you if you take Terry and Gwen's experiences for for truth, that's incredible. The idea of the wolf coming over and they're able to pet it, and then all of a sudden it just it's friendly to people, and then all of a sudden it just goes into predator mode and tries to to eat the the cow that's crazy it's fascinating the humanoid like people walking around and then peeking their faceless heads into the through their windows that's creepy as fuck the weird shit of the groceries allegedly taking out of the cabinets and everywhere else and put back in the bags that's fucking wild then her towel being you know, moved and all these things. Seeing the portal, wild, mind-blowing. Shit that, we've, that would change the world if, if we're true and if we had good evidence. But the problem is we have no evidence. We have stories. They could be true. It could be. Just like I could have a 12-inch penis, right? <laughs> it's not true. Okay? It's a great, <laughs> great analogy. <laughs> but here's the thing. 
it bugs the shit out of me that as that all these experiences were allegedly happening, they get nids in there, and then all of a sudden, with all this technology around them, they they got j- jack shit for experiences. A little odd, don't you think? There's the ability to record and document shit, and nothing really seems to happen. It's a little odd. And even with the experience that they had where the, the dissection of, uh, of the cow when Nids was there, I'm sorry, if I'm documenting shit about a ranch, I'm having cameras set up everywhere. So I have a hard time believing that that's the fucking case. I, I don't, to me, it's like, what the fuck, who's running Nids? A bunch of morons. If my house is experiencing all this type of supernatural shit at night, guess what I'm fucking doing? I'm putting up cameras everywhere so I can catch it. So I know for a fact that I'm not going crazy. And I can share with the world what the fuck is going on. So I call bullshit on the Skinwalker Ranch. It's just like all of a sudden there's technology to document it and it's like, oh, it must have wrapped up. Now there is, I guess, I guess you could throw out the idea that maybe whatever was happening at the Skinwalker Ranch, maybe it just ran its course. It just so happened to be when Nids bought it and started doing research on there and everything just it apparently reached its peak when the Shermans own it, and then Nids bought it, and then it's just like it plummets down, and it's like, oh, fuck, we're done. We're done. Oh, God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> we're already done, guys. You can't document us. As much as I want to believe this to be true, and I know that the History Channel is continuing to do you know, their show out there, but they do fucking shows on the History Channel of chasing Bigfoot. There ain't shit for evidence for Bigfoot. So, I'm sorry, just because they have a fucking TV show about the Skinwalker Ranch, and there's this amazing story that everybody says in this paranormal-type cluster of people that say, this is like the most evidence we have of extraterrestrial life and supernatural experiences. It's the Skinwalker Ranch. It's just a story. Okay? You got jack shit for evidence. Don't believe it to be true. It's a great story. Great cluster of stories. That the History Channel is continuing to profit off of. And that's fine. The fact that it's on the History Channel is a little bit troubling. Because you'd think that that would be on, like, the sci-fi channel. But I don't know about you. But when I hear these stories, yes, they're incredible. And yes, if they were true, it would be mind-blowing. And maybe my thoughts would change if I was out there and I experienced it for myself. Maybe. But here's the problem. There's no evidence. It's a good story. Maybe you guys have other thoughts. If you want, you can, uh, we can follow up on your thoughts in a future episode. 
dehuffoncensored at gmail.com. Maybe you think this is real. Maybe you've experienced something that tells you that, Duff, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This shit's real. It's easy for me reading through these stories to go, yeah, it's no evidence. It's bullshit. Could be, I could be way wrong on this. Don't think I am. But let me know your thoughts. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to DeHuff Uncensored. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And, and, and don't forget, you can find me on YouTube as well. Just search DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you so much to everyone over at the Blake Street Tavern. Go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Amazing place, amazing people, amazing food. I love it. And go to TotalBev.com and see what Total Beverage has for you. It's to Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.